Hello and welcome to TV Dinner, the podcast where we take three bites out of a show and tell you how it tastes. I'm your host, Kalena. I'm your other host, Sean. And this week we are watching Neo Yokio. Yeah, remember? Remember Neo Yokio? I it's don't. Been, it's been a while. <laughs> oh, you mean remember that this is what we're watching? No, I mean that the listeners probably have not heard about or watched Neo Yokio in a while because it's been a while since it came out. It's only been since September. It's been less than two months. Uh, yeah, but still, I mean, you know. <laughs> In this modern culture of binging and forgetting about it, uh, the fads and the stuff. I do remember um, when we were doing Spooktober, I think, I was looking through Netflix and I was like, what the fuck is Neo Yokio? <laughs> and you were like, oh, that's Jaden Smith anime. And I was like, what? <laughs> and yeah, I was, I was really surprised you hadn't heard of it. Yeah, and then I like quoted that one tweet out. Can our eyes be real if mirrors aren't real? No, it's the other way around, huh? How can mirrors, mirrors. be real if our eyes aren't real? Yeah. <laughs> is that what the anime is? And you're like, no, Jaden Smith voices the uh, the main character. Yeah, although the anime is also, if our eyes aren't real, how are mirrors real? <laughs> Fair. Um, <laughs> funny enough, I just saw Jaden Smith in a concert, so. Yeah, that was cool. Yeah, it was cool. Um... So I know nothing about Neo Yokio, and uh, even though I have the Wikipedia page up like I usually do, I am specifically avoiding the plot part of the page. I don't really know what the plot is, but I'm either. aware. I'm aware of its reputation, and I'm aware of some memes. Okay, so um, after I figured out that Neo Yokio was a thing, there are two statuses that I saw on Facebook. Um, one was from one of my anime friends, and it was said, um, Neo Yokio is the best anime I've ever seen. And the other status was from another one of my anime friends, uh, and it said, Neo Yokio is product placement the anime, and in the comments was like, it seriously sucks. <laughs> <laughs> so conflicting reports... <laughs> conflicting is a light way of putting it <laughs> but the honestly the most like buckwild thing for me so i just pulled up the wikipedia to look at like the little details about it it was written by ezra koning i koenig i don't know if i'm saying that right but he is the guy from vampire weekend the band For some reason, that seems to, like, line up for me. Like, yeah, sure, <laughs> that makes sense. Well, it only, like, it reminds me of um, Umbrella Academy. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and I, um, it's so funny, because actually on a recent, um, I watch a lot of Drawfee on YouTube. On a recent Drawfee, they were like, oh, hey, did you know Gerard Way is, like, a comic book? illustrator i was like how did you guys not know this you're fucking illustrators for a job oh just because you're an illustrator doesn't mean you know all other you gotta know shit draw a thing. they knew gerard yeah. way and they're illustrators they should know umbrella academy mm -hmm. which is apparently getting like a movie mm -hmm. i'm not oh, sure how wait. no i don't know about that i'm not sure how i feel about that yeah i don't know I, I saw, um, the only reason I know this is I saw a 
um, an article on Facebook that was about, oh man, I can't remember. Yes, Ellen Page is is going to star in it. That's going to be strange. Oh, it's not. Ooh. Okay, what? it's going to it's going to be a series, so maybe we'll watch it. It's going to It's going to pop up on Netflix. I don't know when. I don't even know if they've started filming yet, but but yeah. So, I don't know. It's just one of those things that just brings me back to like my scene middle school days, even though I read Umbrella Academy like 2 years ago <laughs> for the first time. Yeah, I used to own Umbrella Academy, but I think I loaned it out to somebody who cared about it a lot more than me, and they never gave it back. <laughs> Fair. Um, but yeah, so that's interesting. Anyway, that has nothing to do with Neo Yokio. <laughs> I mean, it kind of does. Except it's about for, that you know, sort of like a that bad sort of, guy. It's that sort of like artist thing where it's like you do a little bit of everything because you have nothing but time and inspiration. <laughs> Yeah, so um, the guy from Vampire Weekend made it and wrote it, and um, all of the voice actors are like, uh, so Jaden Smith, obviously, Jude Law. I was Jude like, Law? Jude Law, and I think he's one of the main characters. I'm like, aren't all the main characters, like, teenagers? Teenagers? <laughs> Again, Jude Law is cool, but, like, why Jude Law? <laughs> Um, uh, Susan Sarandon, um, a a guy named the Kid Miro. Who? I have no idea. Willow Smith is in it too, but not, uh, not as a starring character. I mean, there are old dudes in Umbrella Academy, uh, as well as a manless Stenberg, and she's cool. I'm not talking about Umbrella Academy. Oh, I clearly I'm missed something. Yeah, I went back over to Neo Yokio. Sorry. Oh, well, all of those people are in Neo Yokio because Neo Yokio is fucking crazy and yeah. is some kind of talent magnet. Neo Yokio, Jaden Smith, Jude Law, Susan Sarandon, Willow Smith, Amanda Stenberg, Steve Buscemi, but only for one episode. Stephen Fry, only for one episode. What the fuck? <laughs> oh, well, if someone said, hey... Do you want to do a voice on Jaden Smith's new project? Would you say no? I mean, they're, like, bigger than that, though. Not even, like, like I guess it's like, oh, I'll do this for fun because this one character has, like, three lines that I can do. But it's like, I don't know. I feel like those actors are bigger than, sure, I will guest star on this, like, anime that has eight episodes. No, it has six episodes. I think you're underestimating Jaden. Fair. So when we you're, watch this, we're gonna we're gonna watch half of the season. You're underestimating his power. <laughs> Jaden Smith is cool. I will agree. I enjoy him a lot more than I used to because I used to be terrible. I never disliked him, but that doesn't mean I get a cookie, anyways. No, I didn't dislike him. I just thought he was like really dumb because of all the tweet, the tweet stuff. Mm-hmm. Also. Jaden Smith is 19. The fuck? So? He's done so much. Well, he's got a lot of living to do. He does so many things. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, I'm pretty sure, like, when all of the, like, weird tweets were happening, he was, like, 13, which is fair for a 13-year-old. 
Yeah, he was always cooler. But it, <laughs> but yeah, now that I'm like older, I'm like, oh man, I shouldn't have been so rough on 13-year-old Jaden Smith. It's okay, you didn't know better. Um, But yeah, so the guy from Vampire Weekend co-created the this show with a Japanese anime studio, Production IG, and Studio Dean. Okay. And, um, yeah, it was directed by people from that studio. Um, he just kind of, like, I guess, wrote it and gave it to them and was like, all right, make it. <laughs> um, but that's just so interesting to me. I don't think they have Japanese voice actors. Like, I don't think there is a Japanese version of this. Seems unlikely. That's weird. So? I'm not saying so anything. I'm just saying it's weird. Isn't that interesting? Well, okay, what's... don't play with me in this space. Let's move on and just watch it. I was just confused. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just, I'm clearly not on the same wavelength as you about this one thing. I just think it's so interesting that, like, somebody who is in an American rock band would write an anime, send it to a Japanese anime studio, and it would come out featuring all of these, like, really famous Western... Not even act voice actors, just, like, actors that are voice acting. Mm-hmm. And... I don't know, it's just really interesting that that's kind of how it all played out. Yeah, it is pretty cool, but, um, like... It's the, it's West... just, it's an unusual way of doing things, and I think it's really cool that oh, it yeah, happened it's, that way. This is actually, like, Japanese studios have actually been cooperating with Western creators more and more, and it's a trend that's been gaining more and more traction lately, and it's extremely cool to be getting more collaboration and a lot of the products out of that collaboration has been some like very cool and ambitious stuff whether it's a music video or a movie or an anime series um it's been like it's usually some very interesting or at least very unique uh new materials yeah thank you for understanding and agreeing with me i just needed it explained to me because i'm an idiot no um, also, I just, like, glanced at the plot paragraph, and I only saw, um, five words. Okay, and, this and is you're this... freaking out about it for some reason. No, these five words are, uh, what I want to leave off on right before we go and watch it, which is, um, Mecca Butler named Charles, who is played by Jude Law. <laughs> okay, then. It just says Mecca Butler Charles, and then in parentheses, Jude Law. Jude Law. Jude Law is the Mecca Butler Charles. So I'm excited. All right, let's do this. All right, uh, we'll be right back. Bon appetit. And we're back. Well, uh, Toblerone stock rose because of Jaden Smith's anime is a real sentence that you can say, and it will be true. <laughs> Wait, did it really? It did. That's amazing. I mean, they did make the giant Toblerone look appetizing. They talked a lot about brands in this show. 
Yeah, so I will say my one friend that was like, oh, product placement be anime, not entirely untrue. Not entirely untrue. <laughs> not entirely untrue. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> lots of Toblerone, so what was up with that? I, I honestly, I thought it was really funny. It, it, was, it, was, it was in literally every episode. Because <laughs> <laughs> oh, in the first episode, he was so upset with his breakup. And then in the second episode, uh, can, can you tell me what <laughs> happened? Visiting... With... Okay, so in the first episode... He's like, I'm depressed forever because uh, Kathy is an investment banker now, which means she doesn't live in New York anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was his girlfriend. And now he's back on the bachelor chart, which is a big chart in the middle of New York that tells you who the most eligible bachelor is. Because that's the main thrust of the series. It is. It's kind of fun. Um, it's so... I'll talk about this later. But so that happens. And then he saves a girl that he hooked up with once from demon possession Mm -hmm. and so that's the first episode and then the second episode um they're like gonna go to a party together and she is like fuck the establishment and he goes and like visits her in the hospital and brings a big toblerone and then decides to go to the dance with a demon accidentally (laughs) (laughs) Okay, uh, for some reason I thought You Don't Deserve This Big Toblerone was in episode one. No, in episode one, the Toblerone reference is he's, like, super sad. And um, Charles is like, would it help if I got you a big Toblerone? Mm. So they um, just mention it, and then they pay they off on it. it in the second episode. That's cool. Yeah, and then in the third episode, he gets hired at the school to figure out why there are demons in the school who's bringing them in yeah and the girl who he visited in the hospital in the second episode has a dream that the big toblerone is in trouble and the big toblerone is him yeah the big toblerone is him and then she uses it as a weapon (laughs) and then she bonks another girl on the head with it yeah because she was totally cool with getting possessed (laughs) so akaz is a really interesting character with his, like, sorry Kaz, guys, but I can barely navigate the hellish vortex between breakfast and dinner. I'm not kidding, I literally wrote that down. Oh. I wrote down hellish vortex between breakfast and dinner. Yeah. Who cares what time it is when the future is an interminable abyss of whackness? <laughs> okay, so, straight up, watching the first episode, I was like, I don't like this. Because I was like, it's just like a dumb rich kid being dumb and rich. That's what makes it fun. Well, and, but like, the thing is, like, I didn't get it. And I think you have to watch more than the first episode to, like, get it. Mm -hmm. Because he's literally Romeo. Basically, where he's just, he's just (laughs) some rich teen who, like, it just... He's like, oh, my girlfriend left me, which means my life is over forever. And also I'm rich, but that doesn't matter because I'm sad. Yeah, exactly. He's all in his own head about his drama. Yeah. Um, but I was just like, it's just r- r- dumb rich kids being dumb rich kids. And yeah. then in the second episode, you get the like themes of literally all of the demons are me. 
I have a secret to tell you, and that is I am all of the demons. Yeah, the demons in this show have a uh, interesting target because it's uh they specifically are uh very against the rich and they target the high society yeah um the demon in the second episode specifically says no it was in the third episode um when the girls were gonna sacrifice the main character to the demons they were like they were like you epitomize everything that's wrong with this world you know Rich, vapid, materialistic. And not even all that elegant. Yeah, not even elegant. <laughs> but I'm like, yeah, he is all of those things. Mm-hmm. And that's like, that's part of his appeal, I guess, because he's just like so dumb and he doesn't get it. Yeah. Honestly, how much he cares about fashion that and that how like enthusiastic he was about teaching a class on elegance are actually okay, some of his cute. yeah he does actually have some redeeming features so he's not a total fuck boy he's just <laughs> very yeah when he was first um invited to come to the school it was under the guise of being a teacher of elegance to the students who were like abandoning their uniforms and he's like i made a whole syllabus and a whole like you know a class system and i'm like so ready to teach these young girls fashion and elegance yeah 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 it's really cute he just it's really funny how often he's wrong in the show and how but he's just still standing there talking about how like important like uniforms and fashion and stuff is and he's just there is um what's the name of the of the store they go to it's like something berg Berg, Bergdorf. Oh, I thought it was Dorfberg. Bergdorf. I'm, pre- I'm pretty sure it's Bergdorf. Yeah, it's Bergdorf. Um, but him and his rival... His his rival, Archangelo, barely shows up, and he's only there to be a shitty rival. Yeah, to steal the midnight blue. Yeah, but... um, So there's a, there's a, a clothing store that they both love going to called Bergdorf's. And I think... Um, the guy who voices that guy is Richard Aoid. I don't know who that is. Aoid. You would. I don't know how to say the last name, but he's um, a British guy, and I think he was in uh, the IT crowd, and he's black and he's got like really poofy hair, and he's cool. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I'm pretty sure that's who voices him, because I was like, oh man, that voice is so familiar. <laughs> Um, anyway. I forgot what I was going to say. Anyway, they love going to <laughs> this this uh, clothing store that sells suits and tuxedos. And there is one thing where, like, they're both in the store most of the time. And uh, Kaz sees... Also, the rival's name is Archangelo, which is amazing. Super pretentious. He sees Archangelo and he's like what do you live in this store and archangelo goes god i wish and he goes yeah me too but i know i was gonna say earlier that you were underselling how much they like this store it was no it was, they both they literally stood in silence for like 30 seconds like man i wish i lived here mm-hmm. they love fashion so much there's only six episodes but i'm actually i was actually surprised that helena was a recurring character yeah, so we thought it was going to be like a, a girlfriend of the week type deal. Mm-hmm. Where, you know, each episode, since it's all kind of 
hinging on his bachelor status that he would get like a new person to go on a date with every week. Right. Especially because, you know, like we had Helena in the first episode and then we very strongly had it emphasized that he was bouncing from Helena to Sailor in the second episode. Mm-hmm. But then she, um, she was a big influence in the third episode. And so I know you were thinking that. So I was wondering if Kaz is ever going to learn kind of... From his ways, his, his materialistic ways. Yeah, because Helena is, like, so against, like, materialism now. She's, like, trying to talk sense into him. And every time they talk, he's just like, I can't talk to you right now. I've got to go get a black tuxedo because this tuxedo is actually really dark midnight blue. Mm-hmm. And, uh, <laughs> and I'm, and I under, like, whenever I see Kaz doing his thing, like, he just looks so stubborn in his ways. But I'm just wondering if Helena is so recurring that she might change his mind on a few things. Yeah, honestly, I do wonder if he will get character development or not. I mean, there are only three episodes that we didn't see. Yeah, but he is very funny in how bad he is. Yeah, he's he's pretty funny. Um, also, the first episode is really exposition heavy, which is like, it's all right, I guess. Yeah, but there was no exposition at all in the second or third episode. Which I yeah, the second or third episodes were so much better than the first episode. Like, miles better. I see, I see. I thought they were all pretty funny, but you're right that they did get better. Um, except the very first time I saw Charles the Mecha Butler, I was like, he's my fave, hands down, I love. Oh yeah, Charles is very fun. Be- I don't know, he just perfectly encapsulates the whole Butler character thing. He's... Um, he's very Alfred, I guess. Very, like, dad butler. Well, Alfred is more sassy than Charles. Charles is, like, the perfect butler. He's perfectly patient at all times. That's fair. I mean, he is a robot. (laughs) He's got time. Yeah, he's got time. Um, but yeah, he's... He's he's just very good. I like Charles a lot. Mm -hmm. And even, like... Even Kaz's friends really like Charles. Yeah, that's because Charles is a good friend. Yeah. Uh, Lexi and Gottlieb are his friends. Yeah, I, um... His his friends were the ones to mention, like, oh, you can't wear a dark blue suit to a black and white ball. It's mm-hmm. heinous. And... They're, oh, his, no. <laughs> they're his friends who are always judging his decisions and he's always going to for advice. Yeah, but they're they're kind of cool. I kind of like them, even though they're like, he's like, oh, I think I'm going to do this. What do you think? And they're like, that's terrible. No, do this thing instead. Yeah, like... Like, um, they're not great, but cause is really bad. So, like, it could just be that they're good. <laughs> they're not, like, they're not, like, terribly accepting of whenever he wants to do something a little different. But they're just, like, really cool and funny. <laughs> they are very funny. There, There's one part where they're all getting fitted for tuxedos, and they're like, we got tuxedo masks, and they're just dressed up as tuxedo mask. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's very good. Yeah. Which episode did you like better? Episode two or episode three? Hmm. Um, I probably liked episode three the best. I probably liked them more as they went. Mm-hmm. So do you prefer the music teacher over Sailor? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, 
the music teacher was cool. He was like, yeah, it was just so funny because he was like trying to give him a makeover. Mm -hmm. uh, And he was like, why don't you wear black more? You're pretty sad all the time, aren't you? And he was like, no, I'm generally pretty happy. And it's like, you dumb idiot. (laughs) He's a dumbass. Kaz, who is always about that hellish vortex. All that drama. (laughs) Oh, boy. What are you doing in this demonic chapel? Demonic (laughs) chapel? This is a club. My boyfriend's the DJ. He spins Gregorian house. (laughs) Yeah, it's just like his boyfriend, like spinning gregorian chants <laughs> we don't know enough about how the rich live to like accurately talk about it but like they're just the way that people talk in this show is just like they are they are constantly saying something ridiculous and hilarious it's pretty good they're constantly um, talking about well, brands well I, I wrote down my brand because um kaz is like so into like does this fit with my brand i don't want my brand to suffer if i do this thing Mm -hmm. etc um another thing that just like especially coming from like the really wealthy like super fancy people in the show whenever they use the f word (laughs) oh <laughs> they honestly they don't like they don't excessively swear in this show they, they super don't overdo it they always wait for the perfect moment to drop a swear <laughs> they yeah they honestly do it pretty um realistically mm-hmm. except i guess i me personally i tend to use the f word way more often than that but like when a character is, like, super frustrated or mad, they'll use the F word. And I'm like, yeah, they would. Yeah, they swear that the, the amount that polite people swear. Yeah, so, um, I remember the, I think it was in the first episode, about ten minutes in, um, my Netflix was, like, just barely ahead of yours. Mm-hmm. And Kaz says, fuck that. And I immediately said, fuck that. And you were like, what? Oh, boy. <laughs> Who thinks that this show is bad? Oh, uh, un- that's what I mean. Another, f- I think it's just like sorry. Uh, I'm sorry. It's just it's also really funny whenever these rich people mention demons. So especially when they're talking about <laughs> demons and cussing in like the same two seconds, is when it's like peak greatness. <laughs> Fucking demons. <laughs> what is what do they call the what's the prerogative for um, demon slayers? The prerogative. Oh, um, the pejorative, not prerogative. Rat chasers. It's rat something. Uh, I didn't write it down. I don't think it's rat chasers, but it's something like that, like rat catchers. That's what it is. Rat catchers. Um, there was this really funny pause in the exposition in the very first episode, where he's like, uh, "These demon slayers, or as some people call them, rat catchers." <laughs> oh yeah it's it's like he was staring at the script going like is that really okay (laughs) (laughs) um but yeah like a lot of people call there um it's also very romeo and juliet because everyone's super obsessed with um new money versus old money oh yeah that's true um so because all all of the demon slayers are neo-riche they're new money Mm mm-hmm 
Um, because they, they've only got their money because rich people pay them to get rid of the demons, because the demons only hate rich people. <laughs> yeah, which is a very convenient cycle. Yeah. <laughs> but there's that whole thing about, like, oh, you rat catcher. Anyway, it's just really funny to hear the fancy people cuss. <laughs> <laughs> that's a way of putting it. That's a simple... That's a... That's... I've, I just forgot where I was going with that. I was just like... Especially the headmaster in the third episode. Mm-hmm. He was just like, he was like, fuck, you ruined my school. <laughs> like, what the fuck? Oh, there are big problems. Um, but yeah, you were, uh, you were saying how can, how can people not like this show? Yeah. I think if, if I did not watch past the first episode, I would still hate it. You would? I the entire time I was watching the first episode, I was like, I don't get it. Mm-hmm. Like, I, th- I think it really takes the second or third episode to, like, understand why it is the way it is. Because half of the first episode is taken up by exposition. Because you're really just getting, like, the setup of what's happening in the story. This main character being just, like, moopy all the time. Mm-hmm. What he does for a living. His, like, weird rich people struggles. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, yeah, this is just a show about a dumb, dumb rich kid that has rich kid problems, like whatever. Oh, yeah. It's very over the top, but I don't know. It's just it's played so seriously. But yeah, this the second episode, um, actually, I think it's like the more Helena I get, the more I like it. Mm-hmm. The more Helena. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you're a big fan of her. And I mean, she is the best character, but like. Yeah, she's pretty cool. Um, but yeah, her like her introduction of her like main development, I think, really makes the plot into something more than just like a stupid show. Mm-hmm. It makes it makes all of the dumb things that Kaz do does funny rather than annoying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Squid ink pasta is the most okay, melancholy. <laughs> they. Yeah, the squid ink pasta thing was super gross. It's just pasta made with squid ink, and it's just like black gross pasta. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. There's uh, another thing I wrote down, um, which is that pretty much any time Archangelo shows up, he has the like Archangelo introduction slide. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Which it's very <laughs> nice to just have like a little intro every time you show up. <laughs> it's pretty funny. It's like, ugh, that's Archangelo, and he has, like, the intro slide where he's, like, flipping his hair or whatever. Um, And then there's also, so, in the first episode, Helena is, um, I know it's Helena, but Helena is, like, the way I say it. It's fine, Um, I'm sure nobody is confused. (laughs) Um, She's possessed for most of the episode, and he's, like, trying to figure out how to unpossess her. Um... There's this really weird part where he's, like, talking to an old man who's like, my wife loves this perfume, so I spritz it on her grave. And he was like, maybe you should get a better perfume. That perfume's old and everybody hates it. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, you're the most terrible person ever. He just and keeps for some reason. He just keeps harassing this old man at his wife's grave and he's like, no, this is, you should get a new perfume. Something like, nice. No, you really? 
the kids yeah, today you're... they're into not mainstream things he was like your wife's ghost would really appreciate a much better perfume and the old man's like well no she really likes this one so i'm gonna keep doing this and but somehow that line of thinking like his weird like vapid line of thinking leads him to it's not helena who's possessed it's her chanel suit mm-hmm. and um so he goes back and he's like oh you you hid in a, in a chanel suit that's that's very clever and the demon was like yeah obviously that's what i did you fucking herb <laughs> and you're like even demons know even demons know <laughs> coco chanel did you have more to that oh Co- coco chanel uh may her name may her spirit be blessed i forget which one right. it was <laughs> may may her spirit rest in peace or something it was blessed it was something blessed but i don't remember specifically yeah. what so he exercised this chanel suit ah. uh, i also um he's an elegant so man of taste i originally didn't really like uh jaden smith's voice acting uh-huh. um but i think that's mainly because the main character in the first episode is really just like I'm depressed, so everything I say is going to be like this. Mm-hmm. Um, but in the third episode, he's way more lively. So you get more of that like voice acting range. Mm-hmm. Do you have more to add here? Mm, I mean, just I I never had a problem with his voice acting, but I get I I get that like when he's all fucking sad and stuff. I mean, I guess it was pretty flat. Um, yeah. Well, I remember when. Um, so in the third episode, his friends come up with a caprese martini, which is basil, mozzarella, and uh, tomato juice. It's like, ooh, gross. Um, they they were like, oh, try it. And he gets this like super cartoony like anime face. It's a, and he's like, wow, that's really good. It's not, uh, it's a specific uh, logo face from a product brand, that name I can't remember. Yeah, um, but he becomes, like, the poster boy for this weird caprese drink. Um, but, like, right after that voice acting, you were like, oh, do you still think it's flat? I'm like, I'm like, well, no. (laughs) Sorry. I mean, I don't think I was that confrontational. Yeah, but you know what I mean. Mm. (laughs) But, um... Um, He's doing the face from Milky Candy. Ah. Yeah, you can... I I knew... The face is like was familiar to me. I just didn't like. Yeah, it's a popular brand. Yeah. Um, but another thing, another like voice acting thing I liked was um, Helena's voice was very like low, mm-hmm. and you don't get that in cartoons a lot, where like female voices are low. You get a lot of high voices. Yeah, it's not like deep, but it is like. I'm just a normal person talking. I'm not, like, trying to be cutesy. Yeah, she's sort of, like... She just sort of... She just... I don't know! She's just did good voice acting, sounds normal. Right. Yeah, she's just, like, trying to be real. She's just trying to be, like, a person. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I thought it was nice. As a deep-voiced person, <laughs> I liked it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> How did you feel about the animation style? Oh, I mean, 
it wasn't anything spectacular, but there was nothing really obviously bad about it either. Like, it's not particularly stylish. I think it calls back to uh, an older style. It's definitely not modern anime. It's more like what people are nostalgic for. Um, I would agree with that. I would say, yeah, it's it's not particularly flashy. Um, mm-hmm. But there was that one part where I was like, oh... Uh, the animation of Sailor Pellegrino really reminds me of Nanami from Utena. Oh, yeah. I didn't see it, but I accept that you saw it. Yeah. Um, so it definitely felt like, yeah, more nostalgia style than, than like, the newer stuff. It's, it wasn't as, like, I guess as clean, if you know what I mean by that. Mm-hmm. Like, the newer um, art styles are very, like, crisp. Do you know what I mean by that? I think I do. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I wouldn't say that the new. St- I wouldn't say that a modern style is crisp. I would say it's more soft and round. Yeah, I. I guess by crisp I mean like shiny. Oh, it is definitely brighter. They have a lot more highlights and a lot more color range. Maybe. Maybe, but this yeah, this newer one was definitely back to like. More maybe texture. Like, say, maybe like Sailor Moon even. Especially like how people were drawn. Right. It's a measure more angular and it's a measure more flat. Yeah. Um, again, not particularly uh, good or bad in any direction. Just interesting. Yeah. That, that they would choose to go that way. I wonder if it's cheaper to do that. I mean... Honestly, the whole show, the visually seems like they budgeted it out. I don't know, maybe because yeah. they have so many expensive voices. They did have a lot of, you know, like I said, famous voice actors. Um, but it wasn't like bad animation. So I, you know, it's a pass for me. It passed. So do you have a rating? Do you need me to go back over the ratings for you? Yes. Yet again. Okay. Well, first of all, I have to pull up our Tumblr and go to our page where it says what the ratings are. Oh, no. For reference, that is tvdpodcast.tumblr.com and I think slash about. Thank you. Why are you thanking me? It's very helpful for you to do that. For everyone, <laughs> I mean, it's not just me. <laughs> you never use it, so. Uh, <laughs> I want to say it's sweet. Okay, so the the flavor ratings we have right now: um, bitter, mostly bad; savory, mostly good. Sour, could have been good, but more bad than good. Spicy, good, but not for everyone. Sweet, um, I put overwhelming. Um, Good, but not uh, appealing to everybody. Do you think it's sweet or spicy? Um, I think my, what I was thinking was sweet. Because Uh it is very um, silly. Yeah. Uh, for me, spicy, I don't know, for some reason, spicy just seems more like, uh... Maybe it's all those pastel colors and all the Toblerone gets you thinking of candy and stuff. We've been incepted to give it the sweet rating. 
yes, that and it is like a for some reason in my mind, spicy is more like serious shows, and sweet is for like sillier shows. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean that's how we've been rating them up till now, basically. Yeah, so I think it's sweet because it does have most of its merit, in my opinion, is how silly it is. Would you agree? I do. Okay. <laughs> you just said nothing, so I was like, oh, did I say a bad thing? No, I just thought that you were going to say more. No. Um, this show has a lot of bad reviews for some reason. Yeah? Who says it's bad? Uh, lots of people on the internet. Um, all the reviews voted most helpful on Netflix are one star. Lame. That's what I mean. I think people... Well, I mean, and it is obviously possible to have a different opinion than we do. Mm-hmm. Um, it's possible to not like a thing that we like. But I, I personally think, like, the best parts of it are not the first episode. So honestly, if you want to, just jump right into episode two, because the first episode isn't, like, that important. Mm-hmm. It sets up the Helena thing, and it sets up that he's, like, a dumb bachelor, but that's really it. Literally every single show has a, like, not great first episode. Only the shows that deserve the highest ratings have great first episodes, I think. Say that one more time. Actually, I think what I just said was incredibly wrong, but it was something along the lines of, like, only truly great shows have truly great first episodes. Because first episodes are really hard, but I don't think that what I said is true at all. Um, that's fair. I I know that that's, like, the hardest thing to do as a pilot because... And that's why a lot of people fall into, like, doing a whole bunch of exposition in a pilot. Because it's like, how do I set up my entire world... Mm-hmm. right now so that everybody gets it and everybody wants to keep watching and that's really hard to do yeah i i think that what makes us like this show and what makes other people not is that we were totally willing to buy into jaden smith's rhythm that's fair it is like like i said it did take me a minute to get into jaden smith's voice voice acting um you just like how he sounds like- when he's not depressed because you don't like a depressed jaden yeah it's very um i guess kind of flat when he's doing like his sad voice and and you've got to kind of like let it work on you Mm -hmm. and you know what um right after we watched the first three episodes they're so short and easy to watch like i was like you know what let's watch the next three after we record yeah which is a very good sign yeah they're just like First of all, I want to know if he learns anything in the end. <laughs> like, I want to know if he learns anything. But yeah. also, like, it's just fun. It's fun and easy. Uh, I would not be um, surprised if he stays a mess for the whole show and we just get to enjoy him being a mess. Yeah, that's honestly what I'm expecting, is for him to not change. But you would be pleasantly surprised if he learned something from all this? Yeah, I would be happy if he if he learned something, but I would not be surprised if he didn't. Fair enough. <laughs> Does Bojack learn things? I guess I shouldn't ask since I've only watched two episodes. Fair. Um, I haven't watched the fourth season yet, but I'm I'm ready for it. Bojack 
is a good show and also a bad show. I see, I see. Um, not that I really want to get into it <laughs> during this episode. Not that we'll ever watch it because you've seen two episodes. But mm-hmm. like, BoJack is a really good show. But I definitely never recommend it to my friends who are currently going through shit. Yeah. Those shows are both kind of Netflix sensations, right? Yeah, BoJack, I guess, more so. That's true. That's definitely true. So this was TV Dinner. We hope you enjoyed Neo Yokio. And we hope next time, two weeks from today, you will enjoy our... Watching Nichijo. Nichijo. Yeah. Um so Nichijo is another anime. Oh yeah. <laughs> it's, it's okay. It's weird for me to think of Neo Yokyo as an anime. Yeah, but it was produced by like a Japanese animation studio. And yet somehow it reminds me of the Canadian television we watched as children. Man, I loved Sixteen. That show was my jam. <laughs> not what i was thinking of but fair enough (laughs) it was if we could watch it for this show i would but i think we've both seen it not really i mean i'm sure i caught the occasional episode when i was a kid but i don't really remember much about that show okay maybe we will then but anyway uh (laughs) so next time uh we will be watching nichi joe which so we hope which which i mean we're kind of going on a comedy trend now yeah, well, I've got plans. You've got big plans <laughs> for this month. Don't worry about it. Um, we hope we will see you then. And, oh shit, I didn't bring up a food quote this time. Oh no! Yeah, I just, uh, last time I decided that I was gonna, like, end each episode with, like, a cute food quote, because I thought, you know, that would fit the theme, right? Mm-hmm. I immediately forgot about it. Oh, whoops. Okay. Uh, This quote is by George Bernard Shaw, and that is, There is no sincerer love than the love of food. (laughs) See you next time. Bye. Bye.